in Georgia Ag and Review for the week of May 17th with environmental issues on the top of everyone's agenda. We'll start off this week with a report on EPA and the Clean Air Act. Well, nearly 50 agricultural groups have sent a letter to Senate members urging them to adopt Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski's resolution that would prevent the EPA from regulating greenhouse gases under the Clean Air Act. Rick Krause with the American Farm Bureau Federation says that the letter notes that according to EPA's own estimates, full implementation would cost farmers more than $866 million just for obtaining permits for farms and livestock operations. The EPA would be regulating about 90% of the total livestock production in the United States. Those producers would be required to get permits as a condition to continue operating. So for the very first time, the Clean Air Act would really be applied directly to agriculture and it would be applied very heavily with some very significant economic impacts as a result. Klaus also notes that the impact would reach beyond agriculture as it would require greenhouse gas permits for renovations. This would include things like greenhouses that use electricity for heating. It would include things like poultry houses. Uh, It would include things like dairy barns would have to get these permits. But it would also include things like, like churches, hospitals, and schools and even large homes would would have to get permits if they wanted to do any kind of modification. So these regulations are really going to creep in and and really kind of pervade all of the economy. Krauss adds that at this point, Congress is the only one who can stop the rolling ball, the pending EPA regulations that will go into effect January 2nd, 2011. We have always said that we prefer to have legislation to address the issues of greenhouse gases because they're so important and so pervasive to agriculture and everybody that that should be done by elected officials who are accountable rather than through bureaucrats. And as we turn our attention to livestock news, Randall Wiseman has this report on Animal ID. Well, as most in livestock production know, USDA has scrapped the National Animal Identification System and is currently working on a new system that will be administered by individual states and tribal nations. So due to this, some feel the premise registration process is over. But Dr. Carter Black, Georgia State veterinarian, said that's not the case. We'll continue to register premises. The premises may be registered on the standardized premise allocator, or we will set up a premise ID system that will be held within Georgia. If a producer is using the 840 tags, though, they will have to have a premise that's registered on the standard premise ID system. Dr. Black said it looks like the new animal disease traceability program will deal mainly with interstate livestock movement. That will include slaughter cattle, breeding cattle, as well as our feeder caves that are going to market to feedlots and that kind of markets. Those animals, we're going to be required to have some type of permanent ID on them, and it'll have to be permanent, unique identification. We may revert back to using some of the old brucellosis technology and using the metal ear tag, but those will be part of the program. And he said they are working to get all this together as more meetings concerning the animal disease traceability system are being scheduled around the country. We've been working on our cooperative agreement. The money's a great deal less than what it had been in the past, but we're going to try to make good use of what funds we do get. For more information provided by APHIS, you can go to our website at southeastagnet.com. And as we wrap up for this week, we hear from Everett Griner on his take on the devastating oil spill in the Gulf. Of course, that oil problem in the Gulf of Mexico will impact a lot more than vacationers and wildlife. 
While both are vital to the area's economy, look what it's doing to the seafood business. But look a little deeper now. Well over half the grain produced by farmers in our grain-growing region of this country is exported through Gulf Coast ports. This catastrophe won't stop it, but it will slow it down and make it a lot more costly. You know what that means. But more directly, the seafood industry. Not only will aquaculture be hammered, but economic forecasters are already warning for higher prices for the fish, oysters, shrimp, and other seafood harvested from these Gulf waters. That impacts all of us. Most Americans still don't realize how important that Gulf Coast region is to American agriculture and aquaculture. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.